You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John Ojaka. All right. Hey, folks, John Ojaka here, and thanks for tuning in to episode number 34 of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be talking with Rick Barker, uh, and he's going to be discussing how you can grow your fan base and generate income from your music using free social media strategies. Very excited about that. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with Rick, and I know many of you are because he and I have worked on a number of, of different projects over the years, Rick is uh, he's a music industry veteran. And uh, he's, well, he's, you know, he's been there and done that in many different facets of the industry. But uh, I think a lot of you guys are going to know him as uh, none other than Taylor Swift's former manager. So, you know, the guy knows his stuff. He's got a lot of interesting uh, insight and strategies to share with you guys. As I said, today, we're going to be specifically honing in on how to use uh, free social media strategies, which I think is something that I know I know there's a lot of uh, need for. I tend to focus a lot on how to use paid advertising because uh, when it comes to scaling, I think it's sort of an essential part of the process. But you know, not everyone is starting there, and there are risks associated with um, uh, paid advertising. So I think I think what Rick is going to share with you guys today is going to help a lot of you. So very excited about that. Um, a little bit later on in the show, Rick is going to invite you to take part in a regular webinar that he holds, which is called How to Become a Social Media Ninja in Under an Hour. And if you if you want to find that link, you just head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Rick. That's forward slash R-I-C-K. Once again, musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Rick. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes below this post, wherever you're 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 reading this or seeing this or hearing this or whatever the case may be. Um, so you, should, you can find it. Go take a peek, sign up, won't cost you anything, uh, and see what he has to say. I think you're going to dig it. Um, so with that out of the way, we're going to take a quick break in just a moment. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Rick. But if you don't mind a little plug for myself before we do that, if you if you do enjoy this show, if you enjoy the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, just a reminder to please head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a rating and review. Those things really do help. Uh, and if I haven't said it already, I don't remember, honestly, if I have, you can now listen to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast on Spotify as well. Don't, don't know if I've announced it. It's been there for a while. Uh, hopefully, you found it. If not, there you go. All right. So um, we've got a, you know a meaty interview to get into. Uh, it doesn't go too long, but longer than certainly longer than last week's episode. So I don't want to spend too much time kind of yakking away here. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll be talking with Rick Barker. Back in a sec. You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. All right. On the line with me is Rick Barker. Rick, uh, thanks for being here today. Dude, I'm excited. It's been a long time. That's for sure. It has. It has. So Rick Rick is someone who, you know, you're one of the few people, I think a lot of us in the space uh, that do what we do, we kind of know each other on some level, whether it's just through email or social media interaction or whatnot. But you're one of the few people I kind of consider a friend. You know, we've we first spoke, I think, ten years ago. Uh, you've you supported me on a lot of projects, and frankly, I haven't I haven't done the same. Uh, I haven't thrown it back in your direction uh, uh, enough, to be totally honest. <laughs> so I'm happy to finally get the 
chance to do that and, and have you on the show to get to kind of tell a bit of your story and talk about what you've been up to. And uh, as we'll get to in a few minutes, uh, you've got some strategies for musicians who are interested in using uh, uh, or exploring free traffic generation strategies through social media. This is, uh, or at least actually not more, even more than traffic, you're, you're you're kind of an expert at using social media to build one's fan base. And again, I focus a lot on paid advertising. Um, and uh, I think it's, a, you know, a really powerful way to grow your, your base. It's something it's at the crux of most of what I do. Uh, and I probably don't focus enough on free strategies. And I know there's a lot of interest out there. So I'm excited to hear what you've got to say. But before we get to that, why don't you just kind of give us a little bit of background on who you are and, and what you do? Sure. I've been blessed to have been in the, the industry now coming up on 30 years. I got My background was in radio. I did radio for 15 years, and then I got hired at Big Machine Records, uh, which was the home of Taylor Swift when it first launched. And I was a regional record promoter. My job at that point is I had nine states and about 80 radio stations that I was responsible for. And being that Taylor was 15 years old at the time and never had really, you know, didn't know much about the industry at that point. Uh, Scott Borchetta ended up sending her out to me to have me teach her radio. Uh, to back up a second, I had created uh, the first ever radio tour, which got off. So I had this list of stations and list of clubs that we could take her out because what a lot of people don't realize about Taylor is that from 12 years old to 16 years old, all she did was write. Right. All she did was focus on her music and getting the music right and building an audience through this one little platform we had called MySpace. So she had never really gone out and played. So she came out to me. We spent 30 days together that ended up changing both of our lives because six months later, her parents would go on to uh, ask me to be her manager. Mm. And this, she was my very first management client. I had zero experience uh, to to give you guys an idea is I ended up uh, there's people always laugh. They go, how did you go from living homeless on the streets in LA in the eighties strung out on crack to launching one of the biggest stars in the world? You know, and I share that story because as we're recording this, I just celebrated my 27th year of, it's like, I always tell people, it's like your past does not define your future. You know, and there's a lot of musicians that I deal with that are always trying to come up with excuses on why they can't do things. I'm a perfect example of I don't buy into any of that stuff because sure. if you're willing to do the work, learn the skills that you need to do and focus on what needs to be focused on. And that's kind of what Taylor and I had decided at that point. We said, look, if we're willing to do what an artist is willing to do, maybe we can get the results that no other artist is getting. And what that focus was, was on fan engagement. Right. And that's where MySpace came into play. That's where you know, spending three and a half hours after shows signing autographs and doing all those little things. So I ended up, was blessed to be with Taylor up until 2008. Uh, I walked away in 2008. I was at a crossroads in my life where I was originally, they had put me on a salary. And her dad came, look, he says, we want you to only focus on her. We don't want you having to take crap gigs in order to make sure that you get paid. So we are going to pay you a salary, take care of the health insurance for you and your family. We want your attention on her. And that's why my book is called the $150,000 music degree. Right. Uh, is that's what my salary was. I wish every manager was given that opportunity, but I had explained to them, 
about becoming a hard ticket act. And they were like, okay, what are you going to need in order to do that? I said, we need to make sure that she's right, the music's right, and the fan base is ready. And that's kind of what we did in 2008. I was going from being on salary to commission, would have become an instant millionaire. And at that time, I'm like, all right, God, what's the plan? You know, I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I'm like, I'm going to make more money than I've ever seen in my life, but at what expense? Is it going to go out in alimony and child support? I grew up poor, so I never made decisions based on money. So I ended up walking away, gave her notice, worked through the Grammys, and then uh, started consulting with Sony Music. I was there uh, for three years and saw a lot of what was happening at that time uh, with Taylor we had MySpace, then we ended up with Facebook. We had to borrow her fiddle player's Facebook page because she was the only college student uh, <laughs> in the band in the beginning. Then YouTube came along and then Twitter. Uh, by the time I'd left Taylor, Instagram wasn't even here. But, but what we saw was that the world was opening up to us and fans realized that they could be noticed. Fans sure. realized that they could have this personal engagement with their favorite artist and we went all in and I continued to do that with the other artists that I had consulted. I ended up at American Idol uh, for a couple years as a social media mentor. And what I started doing uh, about almost six years ago is I realized with all these parents and all these artists that were coming to me looking for a manager that they really didn't necessarily need management. They needed advice and they needed guidance. And I went and started searching things on YouTube, how to get a record deal, how to get a publishing deal, how to how all the how to's. And I kept seeing things that were showing up that were like six and seven years old, eight years old. No one from the digital space was creating any of that content. Right. And then I went online searching for programs and that's where I found you. That's where I found uh, nice. Music Marketing Manifesto. That was the only program that I could find that was teaching and that you had gone out and actually done it. It's like there were so, I found a couple other people, but they were people that read a book and then wrote a book about the book they just (laughs) read and had no practical experience, but you had just had not only success with your stuff, but you had just had success with Billy's stuff. And you were the only one that was really talking about it in a way that made sense. I loved your approach. I've always nicknamed you the professor. You know, whenever (laughs) I introduce your stuff to my audience, I go, guys, here's the professor. And you always did it in a way. But what I had done when I started my, I thought that because I came from a management background, I physically had to be there. So I sold these for six months. It was like, I think it was $2,500. I would be your virtual manager and I would show up every Tuesday and Thursday And for whatever reason, I had reached out to you and you got back to me and we started talking and I told you my strategy and you're like, are you exhausted yet? I go, what do you mean? It's like, dude, why don't you create modules like I did? And I'm like, oh, crap, why don't I create? So I always give you credit as the first one that gave me my life back by teaching me how to do modules and put a real course together. And I said, okay, what's John using? Then that's what Rick used What's he doing here? Okay, then that's what I did. And I went and found Music Industry Blueprint. It was available. And, you know, now, holy cow, 1,600 clients later in 16 countries and 10 different genres of music. Uh, I'm still loving teaching. But where I really try to focus my attention on right now is the artist-to-fan engagement. Sure. Because you do not need the world 
for you to have success. Sure, you know, sure. it's like first, once you realize what success means to you, because, and you know, this as an artist, it's like right now, if you can make 50, 60 grand a year as an artist and you're not, you're making more than a lot of teachers, you're making more than a lot of, you know, professionals that went to five and six years of school. And if you want to make more money, either build your audience or give them more opportunities to buy. Absolutely. There's only three ways to grow a business. You know, you get more people, give them more opportunities to buy and raise prices. That is absolutely it. So if you as an artist can build this little army and you can create three to four opportunities a year for them to consume with you, you can have a really good career in this business. And that's where I try to keep my focus at. Because what I tell everyone now is, here's the thing. The internet won. It's not going anywhere. And a fan will never have to ever pay again to listen or consume your music. When they pay you, they're investing in you. And the only way to build that relationship uh, is by actually having a relationship. So I go back to what social was originally created for. It was created for friends to communicate with each other. And let me say this. You have to run ads at some point. You should want to get to that point as fast as you possibly can. Because what I do is I love to help create the spark and the fire, but the Facebook ads, the Instagram ads, the messenger ads, that's the gasoline right. on that fire. <clears throat> right. And then that's the only way to hit maximum exposure is once you have something that works and once you're utilizing Instagram Live and Facebook Live and all these free tools that are available to you, then you want to go start finding your winners and then running ads sure. to those winners. And I love how you teach it. You can do it for a buck, five bucks, ten bucks. If you got a winner, throw a hundred dollars a day on it if you have to. Oh, but I've got, I've got clients really in the in the many hundreds. Yeah, no, absolutely. If, if yeah. I could just interject briefly, um, you know, first I want to say thanks for saying all that. Very, very flattering. You also, there was just a little audio glurb there uh, following 27 years. I presume sobriety is what followed that. I, I thought you deserved uh, to have that heard. <laughs> so congratulations on, on, on that. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, um, thank you. If, yeah, it's it's one of those things over half my life. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, one of the things I want to ask you about, because you touched on it briefly in, in, in the middle there, is different attitudes towards engagement. And I still think, despite how much the music industry, how much the world has changed, there are still, I don't know if you deal with it as much as I do, but I still deal with musicians go, uh, going through my programs or maybe people just sending in emails that are resistant to engaging. They they don't want to put themselves out there. Do you see this a lot? And, and you know, what are your words of wisdom for musicians who are apprehensive they a lot of musicians i think would rather be uh uh a jd salinger than a um i don't know uh well taylor swift for that matter you know like uh what are your thoughts on that well well i i think that right now is it's like it depends on what you're doing it for you know if you ultimately want to sell tickets you're going to need fans if you ultimately want to get plays on your streaming platforms you're going to need fans the world is so crowded out there. What the internet did is it, it allows my grandma could go record a song and put it on iTunes tonight if she wants. Right. You know, so it just, it just means it's a very crowded space that's out there. I also had a mentor of mine say something very, very important to me. He said, Rick, he said, listen, if you have something that can change people's lives, it's your responsibility to find them. It's not their responsibility to find you. So if you're an artist that says, I've got music that I know these people would find, they're not going to find you. It's absolutely impossible for them to find you. I mean, even when they find you on one of these television shows, like 
The Voice or American Idol, they're done. When the season's over, they're done. If you're not engaging with them, there's no reason for them to stick around. There is no shortage of talent. There's no shortage of, I always say, there's no shortage of pretty people that can sing, ugly people that can sing, fat people that can sing, (laughs) skinny people that can sing. The internet neutralized everything. Sure. So if you want, you don't have to do anything. That's the cool part. It's your business. If you want to treat it like a business, social media, I call that the customer service portal of your business. Right, right. How much time do you want to spend with your customers? How much time do you want to get to knowing what's bothering them? The reason Taylor was successful is she wrote her record based on the conversations that she had mm. with all these kids, and then she wrote the story of their lives. Yeah, you that's know, so, really Oh, my gosh, well, you, that's what you like about boys? That's what I like about boys. Love story. You know, oh, he cheated on you. He cheated on my friend Abigail. Should have said no picture to burn it's about the fans it's not the artist and that's where i think the biggest mistake comes from if you want to create art i'm all about that throw it up on a spotify playlist hope people find it but if you ever come to me and complain and say i can't get anybody to listen to my music my first question is what are you doing to get your music in front of them you can turn your instagram story and your Twitter and Facebook page into your own radio station every single day. You could take your song that's on Spotify, click share, put it on your Instagram page, and you post that 10 times. And if 10 people play it each time, you're getting 100 spends a day. You're not getting that at radio. Right, you're right. Not, and even major artists aren't getting that at radio. You know what I mean? It's sure. Like the tools are right there in front of you. You just need to know how to use them. And what I kept finding And I get this. Trust me. I get it, Rick. I just don't have the time. I'm like, let me ask you this. I'm not going to argue with you, but could you give me an hour a day? They're like, easy. I said, great. I can show you how to do this in under an hour a day because there are scheduling tools that are available. Everyone thought that, oh, I got to be on there all day and I got to show them what I'm eating and I got to. No, 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 no. Our job is you need to go get involved in as many conversations as you can, and the tools are out there to be able to do it, and that's where I've become, my nickname is the social media ninja. It's like I just learned how to do it because you know, I'm as busy as you guys as well. I've got two teenage kids. I've got a business to run. I've got major labels that I consult. I don't have all day to sit on social media either. So right. as I found these things, I started showing other people what, it, what they could do with it and it became that light bulb aha moment sure. for a lot of people. Sure. As, as Totally as an aside here, I just thought something you said was interesting. You were talking about how Taylor um, was sort of communicating with these people and getting inspiration oh. and ultimately writing about uh, the conversation she was having and how much that parallels what we, and as you know, what we as marketers talk about, which is to go out and ask people about the problems they're having and then offer solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, There's a complete and total parallel though there which is really interesting and which i've never kind of heard uh framed in that way uh in in the music space um i thought that was really interesting um but so getting (laughs) getting us back on track with social media um so as you know as you touched on as i touched on earlier in this my you know i just i love facebook advertising i loved the second that i kind of discovered advertising and i was i was a google adwords guy before i was a facebook uh, advertising guy but once i 
got into Facebook ads, I left Google behind and I'm just all about Facebook is just, again, it's that scaling thing that you talked about is that, that, you know, build something that works and then you're ultimately going to need to scale up if you want to reach the the level that you're ultimately after. But we don't start there and not everyone has, you know, a hundred dollars a day to spend on advertising. And frankly, it is, it is often a smart move to start experimenting with free uh, traffic generation methods, build your fan base as organically as possible, not only because you're not risking money, but also because the quality of the relationships that you're going to build is so much greater. Uh, those people that you, come to you because of an engagement, it's much like being out on the on the road. I mean, I still have fans on my list or, or on Facebook that engage with me regularly that saw me play 10 years ago, but they're, they're friends just about right. because of those those meaningful interactions and the same can happen via uh, social media at least to an extent so uh, absolutely i you know again I, I find myself pressed for time uh quite often so i probably don't engage in enough of it but i think it's incredibly healthy and it's something that you're really really good at so why don't you talk about that a bit me, i know i know you have you a, a couple yeah. Stories too. I've got some specifics. I mean, that are like in real world happening right now. So sure. there's a gal by the name of Dawn Byer, D A W N B E Y E R. You guys should follow her, Dawn Byer Music. So Dawn and I created a program the other year, uh, you know, how she made five figures uh, utilizing Facebook ads. She did almost $74,000 uh, by doing Facebook Lives. Mm hmm. So what you want to always understand is that there are, there are hacks that you can use by playing within the rules. So she was singing down on Broadway. I'm in Nashville. So on Nashville, everybody plays for tips. They, they get $40 for a four-hour shift that they have to split between the band, and the only thing they make is their tips. Right. And she was just busting it, busting it, busting it. So finally, when Facebook came out and you could start going live, she's like, wait a minute, why can't I just play live on Facebook and not have to drive downtown and park? And why, <laughs> you know, so she started doing these Facebook lives. So she does this thing right now called Coffee and Country. She shows up every morning between 9 and 10 a.m. She plays for about 35, 40 minutes. She puts up a PayPal.me account. We call it a virtual tip jar. She's almost like, the, I think this come, last year, she did almost $180,000 and never left her house Wow! Uh, with tips by showing up every single day. So she could play. So if someone can't give a half hour to their fans, you need to get in another business. Wow, that's it's incredible. Just, this isn't the right place for you. It is, but they're, they're interacting. It's like she's right up on the phone. If you guys go to her Facebook page, take a look. You'll see what happens. Is she'll get three, four, five thousand views on this Facebook Live. Now, they're not all happening in real time, but even on the replay a day later, it's like, when's the last time you played for five thousand people around the world and didn't have and it didn't you didn't have to pay for gas or right. flights or food or band members. Right, sure. Is she and it all started with her playing is she doing anything so special in terms of sound or setup or is it just literally fire, fire up her no, phone and, no. and play hell, hell half the time john she forgets to hit the horizontal flip so in the morning <laughs> she'll be a left-handed guitar right, player right, right. and at night she'll be a right-handed guitar player <laughs> right, she right. doesn't do any fancy lights any fancy anything she gets out of bed puts on a hat she does her thing but she loves on these people she calls them out by name and what's even better now one step further is that Every time, if you have people, if you're doing a Facebook Live, here's a little ninja trick for you. If you're doing a Facebook Live and you can invite people to come on and ask you questions now, mm -hmm. here's what happens. Their followers 
get notified that they're live. Right. So now you're you've just like audience in real time. Now all of a sudden it's like you're going to go try to find fans of your fans to hear your music. You're able to do it right then. You're also able to do that now with Instagram live. Right. So I love to not have to spend music or money if I don't have to spend money. I just did a free plus shipping offer on my book. I bought a uh, I bought a box of 100 books. I went on on January 27th. I did an Instagram live for an hour just answering people's questions mm -hmm. about the music industry. Uh, I did it again on Tuesday. I did it again on Wednesday. At the end of Wednesday, I said, you know what, guys? I got this box of books that I bought. If you want one, I've already paid for the books. I'll give you the book. You just cover the cost of the shipping. I did 100 books in, in 24 hours. And all of a sudden, it was like, whoa. And then I, you know, I had another offer where they could get a program and it did really well. But I mean, so from January 30th to today, I think we're at $7,000 mm -hmm. on a free plus shipping offer. And you can do free plus shipping guys. I know John teaches you how to build the funnels for your discs. Yeah. You could get a, you know, sign a disc. And, but I went deeper. What I did was, is I did an Instagram story. I had my assistant come in and she goes, Hey Rick, what are you doing? I go, oh, I'm just autographing these books. You know, so there's some social proof that was able to go out. I had my, my video guy, as we were going to the packing up the boxes and sealing the envelopes and going to the post office, created like a five-minute video. We shared that. Then I had a little 15-second swipe up that said, hey, if you want a free copy of the book, there's only 45 left. Swipe up. Every time I put that in my Instagram story, because stories only last for 24 hours, I was printing money. Right. I told my wife, we were going to breakfast. I said, watch, I'm going to post this. We're at breakfast. You know, it was $4.71 U.S. It was like, someone Stripe, $4.71, $4.71. I'm like, it's like an automatic ATM machine. But I had to go in first and bring value. So think about this as an artist. If you're doing Instagram Lives, just chilling, playing some songs, telling the stories behind the songs. And then next week you say, hey, by the way, those songs that I've been sharing with you, they're actually coming out on a brand new record. If you want to pre-order it, you know, if you want to do this, it's like, just don't show up and go, hey, vote for me, do for me, look at me, I just got a CD. I haven't talked to you in three months, but hey, I need you to buy my CD. We don't like friends that just show up when they need stuff. Sure. So don't be that person. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, the, it's an interesting sort of angle, the free for shipping. It's something that more and more my sort of students are experimenting with. I've got a module on it in my Insider Circle program, the sort of free for shipping uh, adaptation to music. It's actually something that comes from a student yep. of mine who adapted it to uh, adapted the MMM model to his career, and he's just doing fantastic. I, I do find that... I find that it's one of those strategies that can go brilliant or be really challenging depending on sort of what the artist is maybe bringing to the table or how they're they're ultimately presenting it. But uh, one can certainly imagine, you know, the challenge, of course, is the ROI with paid advertising. But one can certainly imagine adapting that strategy that you just mentioned for your book to music and getting out there and doing that uh, that morning show and evening show and offering a free album for shipping yeah. and handling. And the, the beauty of offering the album as opposed to the tip is that you're getting them into your funnel. You're presenting them with the opportunity to buy an upsell and you're basically going out there and just acquiring fan, actual fans, not just subscribers, but customers. Um, Correct. And, and you know, the average dollar uh, earned 
stat goes way up once you've got those upsells and you know continuous promotions throughout the course of the year. So it's brilliant. There's something you said, and you said it really quickly though, and it's part of the the genius of of the strategy was where you're. Um, you're going out and inviting fans of fans. Talk about that a bit. First, just yeah. the, me- the mechanical side of it. How do you invite uh, a fan, and is this someone that you know well? Like, uh, Do you just randomly pick people? Explain that to us. I usually don't randomly because – well, here's the cool part. I do, I, I'm okay on Facebook, and I'm okay on Instagram. Twitter, you can't bring people on live, and I don't go live a lot on Twitter. But for Facebook, for example, is if I'm doing a Facebook Live and it'll say, okay – John Ojaka has just joined. And I go, oh, my gosh, John, what's going on? Matter of fact, you know what? Hey, let me bring you on. And when I click on John, all you do is touch it. And it, there's a little square over on the right-hand side. And actually, I'm going to uh, – when we're done here, I'm going to invite you guys. I've got a whole training on this, and I actually screen share and show you exactly how to do it on the computer and also how to do it on the phone because they're both different. But they, it gives you a thing, bring on to call. So when you bring them on, I like doing it mostly – on Instagram, for whatever reason, there's usually a, 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 a feedback issue. With it's funny, Facebook owns Instagram, but there's a feedback issue on Facebook, and there's not on Instagram. With right. Instagram, it's easy because they come on, and you get a little red notification bottom, and you click it, you bring them on. What freaked me out though was that all of a sudden, I, I brought someone on, and all of a sudden, all these people, their fans came on, and I'm like holy cow, their people just got notified. So now I have to reintroduce myself. Hey, guys, I'm Rick, uh, you know, former manager of Taylor Swift. I wrote a book. I teach on the music business. And all of right. a sudden, I just became king of the hip-hop artist. Right, it's right. like the later I go, the darker it gets. And I love it. These guys and gals are so gracious when they can come on and ask a professional. Now, think about this. So I had my buddy, Chris Greenwood, who goes by the artist name Manifest. Now, Facebook just featured him, brought him down to their Austin office because he, he sold 15,000 records doing a free plus shipping just with Facebook ads. So Chris is out there. He's over visiting. He's doing some riding in Nashville. I go on and he's like, oh, my gosh. He goes, usually when I go on Instagram, I just go on and talk. Right. I said, That's what most people do. They don't know about bringing a person on. So I said, let's try it. So he takes it. He goes on. This kid comes on. He clicks on it. This kid was crying, talking about he met him four years ago. He listed off the set list from the show four years ago. And Chris just looked at me and he's like, oh, my goodness. I said, think about that. It's like you're able to bring them into your world and respectfully still keep them far enough away. Sure, (laughs) sure. You know, and I say that respectfully to the fan, but it's like a lot of that artists won't do this. It's because they don't want their fans all up in them all the time. Well, I get that at a live show and a live event. But if you could go ahead and go on live and start talking about, you know, head to the website, you're going to see where my tour is at. You bring people on and they're able to tell people how excited they are to see you. That's so much better than you telling people how excited you are to come see them. Right, right. And when you give them a chance to be the mouthpiece for their love for you, game changer. And it took no time at all to do it. Think about this. Don't forget what we're, I always tell artists that I work with, never forget what it's like to be a fan. I'll say, who's your favorite artist? They'll say it. I said, how would you feel if they commented on one of your posts or shared, or matter of fact, brought you in on one of their lives? They go, oh my gosh, I'd go crazy. I said, well, here's the thing. You are someone's favorite. You are the superstar to them. All of you guys, I don't care at what level you're at. It might just be your mama right now. 
you are someone's favorite. Right. So give them an opportunity to share their love and, <clears throat> and share you with their audience because then maybe those folks will now come to the show because they got the chance to see you and meet you on this Facebook Live. So when the person goes, hey, I'm going to the John Ojaka show, they're like, oh, my God, John, that's like, oh, yeah, let's all go. Right. You may have just doubled your ticket sales in a market because you were just being nice sure, and letting sure. people tell you that they love you. If I, if I could just probably hammer this too much, because I think you've, you've very much spelled it out and we understand the concept, but there's still some of the mechanical side of this that I'm not 100% clear on and perhaps some of the listeners might not be. And so I really want to love giving people actionable content, something they, they can go try like as soon as they're done listening to this. So explain this to me. So I've got my artist page. Uh, uh, how am I selecting these people? Am I, I'm seeing, you know, ex- walk You're me through that. Select, yeah, they, yeah, well, the thing is, is that first, they all, they also have to be on a device that can come on. You can't sure. bring people on from computers. You can bring them on from the, usually. Mm-hmm. So you go to hit the publish button mm-hmm. and it says, do you want to go live? And yeah. you go, yes. So you click live. Then it goes on. Uh, biggest mistake artists make is they wait till people show up. Right. Uh, don't. You should always start immediately. So just start playing because most of your views are going to come on the replay. Then all of a sudden it'll say, you know, Rick's here, John's here, and you can say hello. And then they can request to come on live and you can tell them, hey, if you'd like to come on live, just hit the request button. Then Got a it. big, long strip comes up. It's very easy to see that says, would you like to bring this person on live? You right. click yes. Gotcha. Same so, thing on Instagram. So you you put a so, shout yeah, out so in into your into you your live. camera. You yeah. say, hey uh, hey guys, we're here. Anybody want to come on and chat? That kind of a thing. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, you do it. You want to do requests? Uh, you can look at someone, and the Facebook thing will show you if they're eligible to come on, and you can just click your button on and do it. Got it. Got uh, it. And all of you should go do that right now. You guys should all go live right now and and see what happens it'll blow your mind instagram you find it inside stories it'll say go to live as you go live uh you'll see that people start showing up uh you can just touch on their their icon their name and it'll tell you if they're in a position to come live it'll go get them it'll bring them on then the screen splits you on the top them on the bottom you're able to have a conversation. They usually freak out uh, because <laughs> most people have never done that with them. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. Right, so, right. And, I if, could... and all else fails, go to go to YouTube. Say how to do a Facebook Live and bring a person on, and sure. some ten year old from England will probably show us how to do it. <laughs> yeah, video. totally, totally. Um, and uh, I imagine uh, there's a lot of ways to get creative with it, but you and you just sort of said it. But request seems an obvious one. You could invite people to come live and request a song, have a brief chat, yep. and then sort of usher them off and yep. play, play your song. You could pull them off as soon as you want. You know, it's one of those things, too. And also, too, when it's live and it's got this natural stuff, then if you really want to get crazy, you go throw five or ten bucks on it and put it to a certain area that you may go tour or let people know, hey, yeah. I'm showing up. This is what I do now, you know, every Thursday night. It's like whatever. You know, once you've got something that's got some some juice on it, what's funny about your lives, and this is what you guys are going to learn, is you'll do a Facebook Live, you'll get tons of reach, you'll get tons of engagement, and then Facebook's going to drop a little note below it that says, hey, if you'd like to reach, you know, 5,000 more people, spend 40 bucks. And you're like, dude, I reached 10,000 people and I did it for free. Sure. You know, it's like (laughs) you're getting better engagement than what you could pay for. 
Sure. And you could go and, as people know, if they, or maybe they don't, uh, if they engage in any kind of Facebook advertising, you could go and create a custom audience around people that have engaged with these posts. And then you can target just these Correct. people that engage and just grow and grow and grow. And sounds fantastic. And if those people, yeah, and if those people stick around, like you said, those are your true folks that you want to go get a message to. You could also, uh, what Dawn does, you'll see, is she'll feature a merch item of the night. And she'll put a link to go get it. And she'll sell them a T-shirt. She'll sell them a hat. She'll sell them concert tickets. She One night when she first started, uh, her heater went out. And she said, oh, my God, it's so cold. She said, tonight, any tips? I'm going to go get a space heater. She made 300 bucks. She went to Lowe's. <laughs> she got the space heater. And then the next thing you know, she uh, was the next day, she showed them what they bought. And then said, today, this goes for this. Right. And yeah, it was crazy how that was. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, I think that's a great tip and that's a great opportunity or this is a great opportunity for people to go and just turn to their devices, uh, grab their guitars or whatever it is they do and give that a try. I think uh, there's well, there's there's really no doubt that you're not going to see some engagement and some growth from doing little things like this. And it's, it always starts small and you grow and you grow and you grow. And I absolutely love uh, I, I love that strategy. Um, but you've got a lot more. Sure. That if you're going to do it from a computer, uh-huh. the Chrome browser is the only browser that will allow you to do Facebook Live Got right it. now. I suggest getting a tripod, doing it from your phone. And when you do it from your phone and it says to go live, you're going to see a magic wand. Touch that magic wand. Then down at the very bottom right, you're going to see a screwdriver and a wrench. When you touch the screwdriver and wrench, it's going to give you an opportunity to flip your screen so everything isn't backwards and you're not a left-handed guitar. Uh, it's called the horizontal flip, uh, and it's easy to find. Magic wand to the tools in the bottom right corner to the little flip it around. You click, then you go back to the left. You click that button, and you'll be facing them. And with the way they look at it is they'll see everything is correct. So there's a little technical thing for you. Great tip. Great tip. So, um, you know, uh, speaking of tips, I know you, I know you've got a lot of them, uh, especially as it pertains to social media. You've got a free uh, webinar in which you teach uh, social media strategies, and I've actually put together a link for it. It can be found at musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Rick. Again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Rick. Um, and again, it's free. Rick's got a ton of stuff for you there. Why don't you tell us a bit about that and uh, you know why people should consider checking it sure. out. Sure. So I do, I do a, uh, I do a webinar and a training every single week. And the reason that I do that is because social media changes so fast. And I always wanted something that was up to date. But what I also found was that a lot of musicians, they just can't always be there, you know, at noon central time, sure, you know? Sure. So what I do is I record it every week. I record a brand new one and I put it up on a replay page, which gives people the opportunity to watch it when it's convenient for them, when they can take the time to sit down, grab a pen and a piece of paper, open up their phone and go for it. So what we cover in that is we cover the uh, social media platforms that you need to be on. There's a lot of them. You don't need to be everywhere. I go over the ones that you should be on for your music career. I teach you how to use them. Each of them speak a different language. So we're going to run down what you should be doing on each of those platforms. I also teach you uh, my scheduling secret, as I call it, the uh, treat your socials like a meal plan. Give them something for breakfast. Give them something for lunch. Give them something for dinner. I show you how to schedule that 
so that you can get all of your stuff done in under an hour a day. Uh, I think it's super important if you want to spend more time, great. But we can cover everything and get everything taken care of in less than an hour a day. And then I walk you through Dawn's strategy on how to turn your live streams into your own personal ATM machine. And I, we go into more detail on what it is that she did. I show you examples of what she's doing. I teach you how to create uh, your, your uh, accounts to be able to get paid. We teach you the different strategies uh, that we work with there. So it's everything that I know up to this date. It's very current. Like I said, I, I started to do it every week because one minute I don't like Instagram TV. And the next thing I love it because now it shows up in the feed and one minute I don't. So it's like right. they're, they're getting better and better and better. Uh, so I'm going to show you the most up to date. I even take you inside my phone. I'll do an Instagram live while we're live. I do a Facebook live while we're live and show you how to do both the computer and on the phone. It's my gift to you. It's a ton of fun. I love doing them every week because it just makes me better and it allows me to see the opportunities because you guys have to understand something with social media. You are your own media mogul. You have your own video station, television station, radio station, PR firm, videographer, recorder. I mean, my buddy, uh, Graham Cochran even recorded a song on his iPhone using the GarageBand app. Nice. You can do everything you need right now with your phone. And I want to show you guys how simple it is, give you that aha moment. Because if you've got music that you feel can affect people and change them, I'm going to show you how to get rid of it. That's what I tell my people. You create it, I'll show you how to get rid of it. Fantastic, man. So again, if you guys want to check that out, you just go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Rick Barker, uh, how to become a social media ninja in under an hour. Did I say that right? I never get it right. I always get one word yes, wrong. <laughs> yes. It's a good, it's a great hook. Every time I tell people that, they're like, especially in our space, in the marketing space, they're like, dude, what a hook. I said, but listen, that's, that's the thing is it's like people were, that's always the first thing I get. One is time and two I don't understand it. Sure. So now you have no excuses. I cover all of that in one. <laughs> well, it's it's complicated out there. I mean, I'm I'm an online marketing consultant, and I think one of the more uh, knowledgeable in the world in this space when it comes to what I do. But there's still so much that I don't know. You know, there's so many platforms. They're changing constantly. The uh, you know what's relevant this week might not be relevant next next week. And no matter how much you do, there's there's another platform out there that you don't have a lot of experience uh, with. Well, software. and that's why I tell people, let's just go where you can provide value, where it's easy to find people. But also remember this too. Tiger Woods has a driving coach. Uh -huh, uh -huh. He has a putting coach. It's like I got certified as a Facebook remarketer, but when I have Facebook questions, I come to you sure, because sure, that's sure. where you excel. Right. You know, and if you have social, you, you come to me. The thing that you guys need to realize is that you don't have to know everything. You just need to know where to go get the answers. Yeah. Because yeah. I always tell people, I don't want to be the expert in everything. I want to have ac access to the experts. I don't want to have to spend 15 years trying to know what John knows. Sure. I would rather get him, send him a message on Facebook and say, hey, what program do you have right now that can help me do this? Right. Because that's what you guys, you got to remember. And, and a lot of times, too, is people will say, hey, Rick, thanks for doing this free training. Guys, it's not free, and I'll tell you why. Because you're giving of your time. Sure. Your time's not free. So you are investing in yourself. It took me time to do it as well. So you're either investing with time or money. 
So start investing with your time in the right place. And when it makes sense for the money, then invest the money as well. But don't discount the fact that you guys have skin in the game, too. When you show up, I want you to show up uninterrupted. I want you to show up and say, hey, my goal is to go you know, get a 1,000 people to hear my songs every single day. Rick, how do I do that? Show me. And I will. Fantastic. I think those are some great parting words. Uh, Rick, again, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, long overdue, so it's been, it's been great to have you. Uh, I'm going to go check out uh, this, this webinar of yours myself. I think uh, some of those strategies you mentioned are things I'm not personally doing, um, and they sound pretty interesting. So I'm going to check it out. I suggest you guys listening do as well. Once more, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Rick, musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Rick. And Rick, thanks again. Appreciate you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct-to-fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.